Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster Dean Linky. Uniting coaches at every level of the game around the love of the game. We are United Soccer Coaches. Now, here's our host, Dean Linky. Hello again, everybody. Dean Linky, delighted to be with you and delighted to have another special show as we kick it off with Keith Tozer. Without question, a legend in the indoor game and also very synonymous with futsal in the United States. He has long been the commissioner of the Professional Futsal League, which hopes to kick off sometime in the early 2020s, maybe 2023, somewhere in there. He has coached U.S. futsal teams. He was a great player in the indoor game. He was a great coach in the indoor game and he's still got a lot of great energy he's even got his own podcast that he'll tell you about keith tozer will kick it off a lot of you may not have known that at this year's convention in baltimore united soccer coaches actually held a national course 26 folks signed up they had homework every night in fact they still have some homework to get done to get through the diploma and vince gansberg longtime man with united soccer coaches works hand in hand with ian barker will break down how the course went and then and Myron Vaughn, who played college soccer at Cincinnati, went on to play in pro. He's been a coach in the Indianapolis area for a long time, now the director of coaching for a big-time academy. You'll learn about that as well. Myron Vaughn participated in the course, and he gives it an A. He loved it. Everything about it. That'll get you something to think about as you start to plan for Anaheim as well. Keith Tozer, Vince Gansberg, Myron Vaughn on this week's show after this message from our presenting sponsor, Team Snap. Does managing your club or league feel like a second job? If so, you might need some help. With Team Snap, you can get it. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, everything you need is online, which means no more trips to the bank, no more lost checks, and no more colossal spreadsheets. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com slash NSCAA1. Welcome back to our coverage from the 2020 United Soccer Coaches Convention. We're on Podcast Row, evergreen material with some big-time stars, and we're covering it all. I'm really thrilled to be with Keith Tozer. I've followed your career forever. Such a great indoor player, indoor coach. You've been about the indoor game for a long time. The new wave, of course, is futsal. You're the commissioner of the Professional Futsal League. Keith Tozer is with me now, and Keith, great to have you on the show. Oh. Dean, it's great to be in the show. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. I and love this podcast row. Isn't this cool? This is awesome, actually. I love it. I mean, we've arrived. I mean, this is the second year in a row. They doubled the number of people doing podcasts. I don't know how people have enough time to listen to all these things. You know what I mean? Hey, with beauty of podcasts, you just wait till you get home or drive or get on the treadmill or play golf, and you can pull it up anytime you want to. Well said. Good endorsement right there, Keith. All right. You've got business to do here as you're the yeah. commissioner of the Professional Football League, but you're also doing a big session with a pretty famous guy named Anson Dorrance. Talk a little bit about that, uh, what you're hoping to accomplish in that session. Well, let me tell you what happened, Dean. About a year ago, less than a year ago, uh, Anson called me up and he said, I have 52 girls coming in to Chapel Hill for an ID camp. I, I, I want them, I want you to come in and do some futsal with them. And I'm like, really? I was like, wow, this is really cool. And he told me the path from Mia to Kristen to, you know, Heather Riley, who plays futsal down there during off season, uh, uses as a developmental tool 
school. I went down there. These 52 girls, we went in the stadium where Michael Jordan played his last game. It's kind of like an epiphany for me. Yeah. And these young women played unbelievable futsal. And then I was in Barcelona and a couple of weeks ago, and I, I got back, and I wasn't not going to come here because I'm traveling the world teaching. And Anson said, hey, Keith, you got to come to the coaches' convention. We're going to put it on fire. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, futsal is going to marry soccer at the convention. Let's do this together. And he's going to do an 8v8 thing, and I'm going to do a, a futsal thing. We're going to come together. I think it's going to be great. What is so great about futsal? Because it's a fascinating game, and the skills these young kids are developing are out of this world. You know, somebody put a name to it. It's basically street soccer. Okay. If you remember 10, 15 years ago, there was a mantra within U.S. soccer, let's play small-sided games. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's small-sided games. It's, it's It was born in the streets of, you know, Rio de Janeiro and Uruguay and Barcelona and all the streets. It's kind of like when I grew up, we played pickup basketball or baseball or, or football or hockey. And that's basically what it is. So I think the equation is, is really easy. The more touches a young player has on the ball, the more confidence he gains. The physicality of the court changes the player. And then you say, why? Well, if you remember years ago, six foot four was pretty, pretty much the norm in the NBA. The norm in the NBA is six foot eight, but they move like they're six foot four or even five foot eleven. So it changes the physicality of player as well as the technical ability. Put that all together, you create a different kind of player. All right, let's talk a little bit about the PFL. Do you, yep. you go with PFL on yep. second reference? Yep. You're the commissioner, yep. so how many teams? What's going on? How do you find it? What's the deal? Yeah, we haven't started yet. We're okay. still in the growing pathway. What happened is that Donnie Nelson, who is the junior, who's the president of the Dallas Mavericks mm -hmm. basketball. Uh, operations. He called me up five years ago. He said, Keith, I know you're from indoor soccer. My dad coached in, in Brookfield. My mom lives in Brookfield, Wisconsin. I'm going to buy an indoor team. Do you want to come and coach and be part owner and do whatever you want to do? I said, Donnie, I would love to. Unfortunately or fortunately, I'm under contract with the Milwaukee Wave. However, have you ever heard of futsal? And he said, futsal, what is that? I always had my training camps in Milwaukee because I was coaching there if we were going to go to Europe. So I said, we're going to play France two games in Milwaukee. you got to come. He couldn't come. He sent his daughter, Christy. She came. She fell in love with it. Next thing you know, a month later, I'm in Dallas with Michael Hitchcock, ex-president of the FC Dallas in L.A., and another guy. And we did the logo. We created this league. So we were going to be regional. San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, Austin, yada, yada. First person I called was the bus family because I coached L.A. for three years with the Lasers. I said, Jim, we got this thing futsal. He said, how much is the franchise? I told him. He says, I'll take two. So all of a sudden, we went from regional to national. Wow. And then we had another guy, Rob Andrews, who is the president of International Affairs. He had an inside track to Barcelona. Barcelona said, we're in. So all of a sudden, we went regional, national, international. So now it looks like we'll start with 12 teams, could start with 16 teams. Talk to Sporting today. Benefica signed a letter of intent. Uh, so hopefully in a couple of years, we'll be playing professional futsal here in North America. So who's going to be playing? Are they going to be uh, college players that didn't like MLS? Or is it going to be somebody that didn't do MLS at all? Or, I mean, who, who are going to be your players? Futsal players, coaches, administrators around the world have been waiting for professional futsal to come to North America because everybody says how we do sports. It's just different, right, with the fog and the lights and whatever else. 
all the best players in the world want to come here. We already brought Falcao and Ricertino, the two best players in the past 10 to 15 years to do events for the PFL. And every player and every coach that I know have coached against or played against, they're just waiting to come here. So we're not looking to uh, – we'll take young American players, obviously, but a lot of the players in the early infancy will come internationally to help teach the game to the American players. And that's what Spain did, and they're the top league in the world right now. All right. Now, Keith, what about in? indoor soccer because you're an indoor soccer legend there's still some teams that are doing great some teams that come and go you know like it's always been right but tell me how stable indoor soccer is and then where your place will be in that arena yeah you know uh, indoor soccer has been uh, historically during the winter months and futsal is going to be during the summer months okay Uh, arenas are empty they're cheaper at that time and only thing on tv really is baseball soccer and golf okay during uh, the winter months you have a American football, hockey, basketball, NBA, college basketball. Arenas are hard to get. So there's really not going to be a competition. Actually, I think the two leagues could help each other because I think now if you know the history of indoor soccer, futsal is very much in the game. A lot of the players that are now playing in the MASL come from futsal. A lot of people are doing the methodology from futsal. So we see it more of helping each other. Uh, I love indoor soccer. I think it's got a huge history. Uh, Fernando Clavio got rest his soul, Soren Savick. I mean, yeah. we can go on and on. Ted Eck. Ted, yeah. Ted yeah. Eck, assistant in San Jose, right? Uh, Chad Ashton, uh, Tommy Sohn. The Goose. Uh, I mean, we literally could go through so many players that have started in indoor that have now done great things in, in MLS. By the way, I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Precky was a two-time back-to-back MVP right. of MLS. Yeah. Where did he play at? Yeah, he's an indoor phenomenon. San Diego and Tacoma. Yeah. So it, it, it's just – and you know what? We have more futsal courts than any country in the world. Really? Every elementary, junior high, high school, church, college, what do they all have? Basketball courts. Not only one. I know some some elementary and junior highs that have four, six, eight courts and their their futsal courts. What's the ideal surface? Are you looking to play on like a basketball court or are you looking to play on like a short pow height turf? The best surface to play on is wood. Okay. I've played on green painted plywood on the beaches of Copacabana. I've played on soft cement in Guatemala at a CONCACAF championship. But the best is wood. Horner which is in upstate Michigan, where the hardest maple is, is grown. They do 85% of the NBA courts and college basketball courts. They have now, with the PFL, developed this beautiful wood futsal court that weighs 75 pounds for a panel, where in basketball it weighs 120 pounds. So we're going to have the best futsal courts in, in North America and hopefully the world, and we're ready to kick off. So when do you think you will kick off? When will this thing be up and rolling? Yeah, I, I would say 2023. I think to open a door in a sports franchise, I, I think, takes two years. I mean, think about the things. you got to get your mascot. you got to get your logo, your colors, your front office, your president, your coach, players, sell season tickets. One thing that indoor soccer did not do well, I think, is that they got an owner in August and started in September. And and, and indoor soccer, and we think futsal at the beginning, is not going to be a season ticket base. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a group base. Mm-hmm. And it normally takes a month or so, maybe a couple months, to sell a group. I find a group, find a person within the group, they go out and sell it, come to the game, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So uh, I, I think 2023. 
2023. I know a guy that when you do the TV package, yep. that would be great. Yeah, for who's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's great. I love it. Keith Tozer, hey, the can commissioner. Hey, can I plug something? You can plug whatever you want, my man. You know, a year ago, because I love to talk, and because I love the game of futsal and indoor, and I love outdoor soccer, by the way, I started a podcast. And, you know, typical started with 10. I, you know, I had my kids, the next-door neighbor, my grandma, my grandpa. I think the dog listened to it. We are now approaching 200,000 listeners in 130 countries around the world. And we've had guys like Diego Cotosi won the 2016 World Cup. Lozano, who's won two UEFA championships and two World Cups for Spain. So we've had some of the best names in the world on it. But we also had Ali Long on. And, and, this, and the story that she told us how she got to the national team after winning a national championship and couldn't get to the national team was through futsal. Really? Because her boyfriend was playing underground futsal games in New York City for money. And they got to the championship, and a guy was red-carded, couldn't play. Another guy got hurt, and the coach said, Ali, do you got your stuff with you? And she says, yeah, I got in the car. She went. They won the championship. She started playing six futsal games a week in the men's league in New York City. Changed her physicality. Helped her technical ability. By the way, she just won the World Cup for women. She did, and she's so good in tight spaces. Landon's, Landon's been on the show. I mean, it's great. The name of the show is? The World of Futsal. With Keith Tozer. And you can go to iTunes, Stitcher. You can go to our website, worldoffutsal.com. Uh, I'm going to plug you this show. I mean, I, it's love it. Podcast Row. Can you imagine this? What a world. Are you here doing your podcast now or no? Are you just I here being famous? I, like, I said, <laughs> I, like I said, I wasn't coming here. Okay. And then Anson called me. I think I think next year uh, you will see the world of futsal on Podcast Row. I, I'm, I'm amazed by the industry. Yeah, incredible. Well, I'm amazed by what you're doing and you're a legend in the indoor game. I actually just connected with Brian Finnerty, you know, ah, Goose. Goose. For, yeah. 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 His, great goalkeeper. His, his son is now the starting goalkeeper for Michigan. No way. So, yeah. Yeah. A Wolverines. A Wolverines. And he's got another son that's playing out in California. I think he's also a goalkeeper. They're twins, you know. So He was one of the best goalkeepers in indoor right. soccer. You know what made Goose so good, too, is he was a man of character. Big time. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I think so many men. And I, I had the pleasure of coach, coaching with Goose in the national team. I mean, him and Brett Phillips and Otto Orff, all these guys, just men of character. And to win championships, you need that kind of stuff. And and kudos to him. So funny story as we end here I was thinking about uh, how much I like the indoor game so I was the press officer for the 94 World Cup. You know Bill Nuttall too oh, yeah. right? Yeah so oh, Billy's great. Billy so Bill got us a dinner with Norm Sanju and at the time Mr. Carter the owner of the Dallas team. You probably yep. know both those guys yep. right? And we had this little dinner at where the Mavericks and, and where the Dallas sidekicks, they were called the sidekicks right? Sidekicks. Yeah. Play and we had this dinner there. It was incredible. And Gordon we, Jago coach? Yeah and yep. then we went out and watched them play. Uh -huh. It was incredible. And then later on, he knew I was a big basketball fan as well. He introduced me to, that's when they had Jason Kidd, Jimmy Jackson, and Jamal oh, Mashburn. Wow. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, Remember when yeah. those guys were there, oh, yeah. you know? But it was all, the whole conversation wasn't about NBA. It was about how much they love indoor soccer. You know, Jerry Buss loved indoor soccer. Really? Jim Buss loved indoor soccer. And when I was there, uh, down, down the hall, I had Magic Johnson and Pat Riley. And after my first year, all of a sudden, Rogie Fashon, who was the GM of of the Kings, he comes running by with a big cigar, and he's yelling, we got him, we got him, we got him. So Kretzky came, and they weren't selling tickets. They were taking ticket orders. I mean, within two days, they sold out the form. So those days were awesome for indoor soccer, and they've done a lot for
for the outdoor game. The indoor game is fantastic. And now we got futsal. All right, Keith Tozer getting it done, talking futsal, talking indoor soccer, talking about working with Anson Dorrance and getting it done. Speaking of getting it done, always enjoy visiting with Vitz Gansberg, the education content coordinator for United Soccer Coaches. He, along with Ian Barker and the great people at United Soccer Coaches, actually ran a national course at this year's 2020 convention in Baltimore. 26 coaches participated. It was a huge success. They're hoping for more next year in Anaheim. One of the coaches that participated is Myron Vaughn. He was a great player for the University of Cincinnati under Jeff Cook where he played with some famous folks you'll love hearing about that and he's been coaching in Indiana for a long time he's a director of coaching for a major academy we'll learn more about that as well and he did most of his coaching education through U.S. soccer but he wanted to experience the United Soccer Coaches way he gives United Soccer Coaches an A for the course he took in Baltimore during the convention we'll hear from Vince Gansberg and Myron Vaughn next Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by Team Snap, Dean Linky. Hopefully you're enjoying some of the evergreen interviews from an amazing convention in Baltimore a couple weeks ago. But as promised, our second guest is Vince Gansberg, a regular guest on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. He's the Education Content Coordinator for United Soccer Coaches. And we wanted to get him on within two weeks of the convention because as Ian Barker told you about two weeks before the convention, for the first time ever, they actually had a full national course with, counted at the convention, and Vince was a key part of that. We want to get updated on that. We want to talk about something that's going on around college, a pilot course, and we also want to talk about the summer residential courses. But most important, Vince, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We want a kind of full cap summary of how the national course went at the convention, how many people participated. Maybe you can give it a grade as well. Give us all you can as you reflect on how that went, Vince. Well, overall, the experience I felt was outstanding for both the instructors and the people attending, the coaches. We had 26 people attend, and it was a combination of a classroom field, national diploma content, and then after starting Wednesday night, they all watched Ian Barker's session, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they went to classroom sessions and field sessions that were already set up through the convention, and they had to do little reports on those, and that's pretty much how we did it, and that's pretty much how we combined it, but uh, overall, I thought the, the, if you're looking for a grade, maybe a B plus, we can always do, do a little bit better, but um, I thought overall, the the uh, the first go around was fantastic. I was always pretty happy with a B plus. You know, I was happy <laughs> with A's, and like you said, it'll get better, right? As as you get going, uh, talk about the demo of the twenty six men, women, college, pro. What was the basic breakdown? One of the great things, as you know, Vince, about United Soccer Coaches is we cover it all. Yeah, I mean, we had coaches all. You know, we had basically coaches, uh, youth coaches to um, uh, women's college coach. Um, 
we had you know quite a few just just the range we had high school coaches we had um i think this time of year there were a lot of people um that were available to take it and we had people from all over the all over the country we even had a gentleman from california so it was uh i thought it was well represented in all areas of the game. Remind us, Vince, uh, when they do something like this, is it pass, fail, is it yes, no, is it here's your certificate, is it here's what you got to do better? Remind us of what happens when you go through a course like this, particularly a new one that you tied into the convention. Well, this one was pretty much no different from the others. The only exception is that in our other national diplomas, advanced national premieres, all the coaches get a, a chance to do some practice coaching, or we call it micro-coaching, um, here there was only a few. There were only a few coaches that got that experience. But as far as um, passing and failing, uh, basically for this uh, particular course, um, they had to attend the field sessions and classroom sessions of the, of the convention, and then they were um, basically just given an assignment each night. But um, and, and th- that assignment was, you know, what did they take away from classroom? What did they take away from a field? So. And then after that, then they're going to be asked to video themselves uh, with their own teams uh, doing a practice. So um, when they leave the convention, it's not done. Or when they leave the course, it's not done. They still have to uh, video themselves, working with their own kids or their own team, and uh, submit that to our platform. Here with Vince Gansberg, the Talented Education Content Coordinator for United Soccer Coaches, talking about the fact that uh, this time around they did an advanced course at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. And for me, Vince, uh, obviously I had a platform on several occasions to MC events and the Honors Banquet, and I'm always kind of blown away, and I share my comments about this sort of well-oiled machine. And to do everything that you talked about in conjunction with the convention, you need a well-oiled machine and you know even with a b plus it sounds like it was a well-oiled machine tying everything together right <laughs> oh yeah i mean credit definitely goes to jeff and and his staff um mary hoffman from our office who was kind of like our go-to person to make sure that we had everything that we need but oh it's amazing uh all the pieces that go into that convention and then adding on this part you know uh requires you know, now now we got to go in a day or two early and get space and all that. So no, it was it was very very well constructed by uh, by Jeff and obviously Ian supporting Ian Barker supporting everything was uh, was fantastic. This might be a tougher one for you, but as you think about uh, some improvements, uh, as you think about next year's convention in Anaheim, if you do it again, is there? I guess a better way to say is there things that uh, happen that you're like, man, those were were in fact A pluses and. What kind of things uh, do you want to do, maybe, Vince, the next time around that will further enhance the experience for people? Well, one thing, and it, and it did happen one night, we we're very fortunate uh, that Stacy Wilson, uh, former U- University of North Carolina women's player and, and national team player, uh, came in and presented uh, to our coaches, taking the national, a, a little sports science uh, field presentation. So she was already there because she was – Presenting, getting ready to present at the convention. In the future, or for next year, I'd like to, you know, try and incorporate more of that. Right, people that are already there, they're they're guests. Um, they can come in and provide just a unique experience, um, a little bit different from what we have at our normal courses. 
So that's one thing I would like to add is just more guest speakers because they're already there. All right, any final points on the national course, particularly knowing that we're going to talk to one of the participants, one of the 26, Myron Vaughn, is coming up next, and his focus will be exactly kind of what we just talked about, breaking down his experience, what he liked, what he didn't like, what he got out of it, maybe what he'd like to improve as well, but actually hear from somebody that actually participated in it. Any other comments on that before we move to some other topics? I mean, just like every everything else, you know, it, it's a, it was the first time. We'll take a look at uh, what people said. We also sent their – we're sending them a survey, uh, all the people, all the 26 uh, coaches that attended, and we'll, you know, we'll, you know, what glows came from the event, how can we grow, and make it even better. So uh, hopefully Myron gives it a favorable uh, review, and and uh, hopefully he enjoyed it. But I, I believe strongly that it was a really good experience for the 26 uh, coaches that attended because they got they got kind of the best of both worlds. They got to actually participate as coaches on a at a course and. You know, they got to see some outstanding uh, uh, clinics and classroom presentations, too. All right, beautiful. Vince Kansberg, all right, we're not going to let you go because we also understand there's a <laughs> pilot course for a college diploma. How much can you share with us about that? Because I know um, Lynn Burley Manuel and the folks at United Soccer Coaches are excited about it. Oh, yes, uh, I am too. And, and uh, uh, the, we're going to have a. A pilot course uh, held in Indianapolis at Marion University. It's an NAIA program. Uh, it's going to be March 20 and 20, March 20th and 21st. Uh, it's basically geared for uh, coaches that are already in, in the college game, but also people that are thinking, well, maybe I do want to be a college coach someday. So the idea is to give them kind of a taste of what it is, um, but also kind of give some continuing education for those that are already in that field. So we're really excited about it. Um, I know we, in the, at the convention, speaking of, we did some kind of a college coach track, if you will, uh, for a diploma, and that went very well, according to Kim Sutton. So, um, and she led that charge. But no, we're really excited about it. We we hope that uh, it goes well, and this is just going to be a pilot. So we'll see, and then we'll. Uh, learn from that. I always like to ask a question about tipping points. What was the tipping point that said, hey, we need to do a pilot course to see how this college diploma might work? What was the reasoning behind wanting to do this? I know myself and Paul Marco, uh, who is, you know, uh, one of our stalwarts on our staff, is, you know, we've been kind of asking to create one for a while. I think the tipping point for me was just, I just felt like there was a demand uh, for it, and um, and just another area that we can specialize in and, um, you know, and, and kind of really get, get more in detail with, in that field. I mean, I wanted to be a college coach. Uh, when I was a high school teacher, I thought, yep, that's what I want to do. And I did it for one season. I didn't like it, but, um, so I went back to teaching and coaching high school. But I know that there's a lot of coaches in our courses that express, yeah, I'd like to coach college someday. So, um, uh, basically, this past summer, I, I, uh, I created a team of, of college coaches, asked for their input. We created, like, a list of topics. I mean, those people included people like Becky Burley, Kim Sutton, Nancy Feldman, uh, Leslie Gallimore, you know, and, and just other well-known coaches, uh, college coaches around the country. And they basically just gave their input and, and uh, gave their blessing and 
So let's try it. Finally, as uh, Lynn Burley Manuel said last week on the podcast, it's always about learning, learning and learning and learning more. And obviously we do that through education. So uh, with the winter residential courses now behind us, we've got the summer residential courses coming up. Tell us as much as you can. And if you don't know everything by heart, tell us where <laughs> people can find out uh, when the registration deadlines are due and, and share as much as you can on the United Soccer Coaches summer residential programs. Sure. It's a great time to, you know, take a course, obviously. But, um, uh, no, we're going to have courses uh, <clears throat> pretty much, excuse me, pretty much in, uh, we're going to have one in Cary, uh, Cary, North Carolina, um, June 22nd through the 26th, uh, Curry, same week, Curry College in Massachusetts. That's always a, um, that's always a spot that we have a course and, and the legendary Dr. Doug Williamson, um, kind of heads that course because, um, he used to coach there for a while. Uh, and, and right now we have Regis, uh, university set up in Colorado at the end of July. But that said, we're, Setting up quite a few. For example, in Indianapolis, we're we're gonna uh, hope that hope host sorry the National Youth Diploma, which is back with us, which is in my opinion one of the most uh, important uh, courses that people can take if they're a youth, in the youth game. And uh, Sam Snow, the former USU soccer director of coaching, uh, leads that. So we're bringing that back. We're going to do one in Indianapolis and also one in Virginia in June. So more courses are being set up. As of right now, at this moment, I don't think the summer courses are posted to register, but they will be soon. All right. Vince Gansberg, I guess, finally, as uh, we think about the fact that uh, Myron Vaughn is going to be coming up next, anything you want to say to Myron or about Myron that uh, people uh, want to know as we get ready to hear his voice? Oh, well, Myron is, uh, you know, he's a former uh, college soccer player at, at the University of Cincinnati. Um, he's coached in the Indianapolis area for quite a few years, high school coach, um, in, in Indianapolis, he's with South Central Select Academy on, on the south side of Indianapolis. Uh, I think this was his first ever coaching course, and he's been around the game for a long time. So I thought that's why it'd be good to ask him, because here he's coached a lot of years, but he never actually took a course. So I thought, why not? Let's ask him and see how, see how he felt. But um, no, but he's, he has a unique um, blend of he's played at a high level, uh, he also played for Ian Barker on his ODP region team. Uh, so, Ian, you know, Coach Barker recognized him, and they caught up a little bit at the convention. But, um, but he has just a unique experience as a player but also as a coach um, for many years. That's a great setup. Vince Gansberg, Education Content Coordinator for United Soccer Coaches. Everybody loves Vince. And I can see why, Vince. Thanks for spending some time with us on multiple topics, and thanks for, uh, you know, looking to get higher than a B-plus next year. That's a good grade, by the way, Vince, <laughs> the gate. So, yeah. Well, Enjoy it, my man. Appreciate it. I look forward to talking to Myron. Thanks for being with us, Vince. Thank you so much. Thank you. Team Snap's awesome. I have five teams on Team Snap. There are no questions asked by the players, the parents. Very easy to use. Very, very, very easy. Simple to use. Everyone, you know, everything's right there. Messages, availability, boom, boom, boom. I've looked at other at other things, and I think Team Snap sets the bar for this type of team management software. It's the best that i found. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. What a nice visit with Vince Gansberg. He does so much for United Soccer Coaches as the education content coordinator, and he did a great job breaking down the first time ever that at the convention 
They actually held a full national course, 26 participants from male to female. There were 26 folks that got involved in it, and one of the folks that got involved in it is a young man named Myron Vaughn who starred at Cincinnati, played for Jeff Cook, who if you listen to my show, he's been on before. If you listen to me on the Big Ten Network, the Penn State coach, I'm a big fan of, and he also does a ton of stuff with IU. Right now, Myron is the director of coaching for the South Central Soccer Academies in the Alliance. We'll let him explain what that means as well. Myron Vaughn is on the program. Myron, welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, first off, before we get into your experience, I do love the tie-in, but I love Cincinnati. I'm a big Nick Van Exel fan, by the way. And when, <laughs> yeah. when, when I grew up, Bob Huggins was my basketball coach for, for camp, so I love that guy uh, okay. as well. And I know you went to Cincinnati. That's where you played under Jeff Cook. So just tell us a little bit about that experience before we get to what you're doing now. Yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful experience. Um, I, as a, a high school player, uh, you know, you get into those later years in, in your career and you don't, you know, you're trying to figure out where to go and uh, the best situation. And uh, I was a player who was fortunate enough to play at a high level in high school and with our youth national teams. And uh, the, you know, I was fortunate to have options. And when Coach Cook came to me and uh, kind of told me what his vision was and, and what he would like to see from the University, at the University of Cincinnati. And with it being as close to home as it was, it was a really easy decision. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate to be very successful while we were there. And, uh, it's a, a very proud alum of the University of Cincinnati. Well, and you played, I guess, some with Johan Sedergren, who's put Kentucky on the map. That's got to make you pretty proud as well, right? Yeah, yeah, all, all those guys, we, we usually get together and, and get to talk a lot about uh, the successes of each other. And, uh, you know, Johan comes up a lot when, uh, I mean, the guys kind of talk about how proud we are of seeing his success uh, as a coach. And it's no surprise when he came in uh, to the university, uh, you know, you could see his IQ uh, in the game. He was he came in as an older player, so he had a little bit more experience. And you see that coming out uh, with the Kentucky team and, and their rise to where they're at. Uh, that, was a, that was a team that we played a lot at the University of Cincinnati, and I can tell you 100% they were not what they are now. So uh, <laughs> Johan deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, he really does. Well, you deserve a lot of credit, too. You played pro a little bit out of college and then got the coaching bug, and you've done a lot of neat things in the coaching area, particularly around the Indianapolis and Bloomington area. And Just talk about uh, your your route, if you can, to this job now as the director of coaching. Yeah, um, about five and a half years ago, I uh, was uh, fortunate to be offered uh, the position uh, there at South Central Soccer Academy as a director, um, and it was it was something that for me at the time I was working with uh, uh, Indiana Fire uh, Development Academy uh, as a coach as a staff coach, and this presented an opportunity to really continue and to enhance my uh, level of, of developmental uh, passion, and that was a part of what I was really uh, looking for as a coach was to get into uh, the developmental stages of, of coaching kids and working with families and kids uh, as they progress through the game. And this gave me that opportunity, and I could not be any more happier uh, with the club, the leadership at the club, uh, the coaches, the players, the membership. Uh, it's been a tremendous experience, and I'm looking forward to many more years. All right, Myron, as you heard me, I, I called you a young man, and, and to be fair... Um, <laughs> no, I appreciate that, by the way. Yeah, all right, cool. Um, but, you know, obviously you've seen a lot, but here you go. All of a sudden you're like, wait, 
I've heard about uh, these diplomas from United Soccer Coaches. You said, you know what, I need, to, I need to get stuck in. I need to do it. So you found out about them doing this national course at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. Before we kind of get a grade from you and what you liked and maybe what you didn't like, what was the sort of tipping point or impetus for you to say, you know what, I need to start doing this and I might as well do it in Baltimore? So when I, saw, when I started coaching, um, the coaching education aspect uh, was, for me, my knowledge was mainly with the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation's pathways uh, with their licensing. And um, at the time, when I first started thinking, wanting to do it, uh, it wasn't it wasn't easy because the time uh, necessary, along with the cost and everything that comes with it, just it's a it's a big ask. And um, even with those courses, and you know, I, I hope I'm not, you know, no one's uh, offended by it, but with the U.S. Soccer Federation, I felt like the courses weren't necessarily for me geared towards what, the way that I was hoping to continue my education. It was more of a uh, right or wrong. Um, philosophy than what I found with the United Soccer Coaches, which is uh, a more open conversation about methodology and, and your philosophy. Um, so I was really happy to be able to transition and start uh, with my pathway through the United Soccer Coaches. And we at the club actually hosted uh, some of the courses. And this course in particular, the National Diploma, was one that we hosted, and I unfortunately was not able to attend because of a prior commitment. So it was really great for us as a club to find out that the Baltimore 2020 event was going to host the first national diploma. And that gave me and another one of my colleagues an opportunity to not only go to the convention, which we were going to anyway, but to use the convention also as an opportunity uh, to gain this license and to get this continuing education. So it worked out perfectly and couldn't be happier with the way that it went. We're here with Myron Vaughn, the Director of Coaching for the South Central Soccer Academies in the Alliance in the Indianapolis area. And all right, Myron, so here you go. Um, we just talked to Vince, and I asked him to give a grade. He said, you know, I really thought it was great. He said, but, you know, you always want to get better, so I'll give it a B, yeah. B plus. As you assess the experience, um, both you know, whether it's watching Ian or in the classroom and everything about it, what's your grade on it uh, and why? Uh, I think, you know, that's been a little modest. Uh, you know, for me, uh, from what my takeaway was, I, I would give it an A. Um, and and not, not just because, because I just enjoyed being there, uh, but with instructors like Vince and Dave Simeone and Sarah, they, they gave us the platform to really – kind of enjoy the convention at the same time learn and one of the best parts about the about this course was the fact that because it's at the convention uh, we were able to work with and learn with a, such a variety of other coaches um, whether it be coaches that coach nine or ten year olds to division one college coaches uh, and everything in between um, was represented in this course and the way that United Soccer Coaches presents their course, and with these instructors in particular, uh, they allow for a really interactive experience, uh, which means we get to learn and, and, and kind of get a taste of the philosophies and, and the ideas of other coaches from around, not only around the country, uh, but just at all these different age groups. And that, for me, in terms of coaching education, I, I, I kind of look at it as a way to learn from other people and there was no better learning from other people 
than having that many different demographics represented along with great instructors who can give you a perspective as well. So for me, it was an A because I was able to take away a lot more than I thought I would before the course happened. So uh, I give them a lot of credit, and I'm really excited about the convention using that platform to have these coaching education classes in the future. I really like that answer, and I appreciate uh, that, and I'm sure Vince and Ian will like hearing it as well. Now, I, I'm not a coach, although sometimes I, I act like one on TV, Myron. Um, but <laughs> one thing uh, I will tell you is I think from where I sit, it's such a well-oiled machine, the convention, but there's so much yeah. to take in that sometimes your head's spinning. So for me, when I'm thinking about you taking this course, to have it kind of mapped out where you know where you got to yeah. be and everything, I think that's a bonus, right? Yeah. It, it was one of the, so when you, when you show up, you kind of don't know what to expect, especially with it being the very first one. Um, and then in all my past convention experiences, you know, I go into it with kind of pre-planning which, uh, which classrooms I'm going to go to, which field sessions I want to go to and everything. And with this, uh, you know, I kind of put that on hold just to kind of see what the schedule was going to present. And I thought they did a great job. Uh, Vince did a great job of putting together a schedule that included uh, our classroom work that that really gave us an opportunity to learn, but at the same time, there were sessions that were kind of included in our schedule uh, that were a part of our curriculum for the course that were already on my kind of wish list to go see. So while while it adds a few things to your schedule because you have to take them for the course, uh, the amount of things that are at the convention, it's like you said, it's crazy the amount of opportunities you have to learn and to see different things. And I thought the United Soccer Coaches um, schedule for the course really matched a lot of what, at least for myself, what I was hoping to see anyway. So it didn't really create a double schedule. It was almost just like a blended schedule with what I already wanted. So uh, it is a busy week, but the way that it was set up, this year for that first time I thought was really good and it's something that I know they're going to continue to uh, to tweak and fix to make it so everybody kind of gets their best experience. Great to spend some time with Myron Vaughn, very successful coach in the Indy area, played soccer at the University of Cincinnati, as we already told you, and he was part of the national course at this year's United Soccer Coaches Convention. Myron, fill in the blank here as people are listening and are starting to think about Anaheim, which will be really nice because it will be a lot warmer right. than Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> thinking about the convention. <laughs> And and here's the fill-in-the-blank question. Hey, I heard there's another national course uh, for the convention next year in Anaheim. If I were you, I would take it because? Because, for, like I mentioned before, um, you're going to get a chance to work with and uh, pick the brain of people that you normally may not be able to be in the company of uh, on a regular basis if you're local. Uh, it's a local course, and it's an, I learned as much from the people in my class as I did from the instructors and the, the field demos and the classroom. So um, it's an opportunity for you to, to continue your education with a more broad spectrum of ideals and philosophy. Finally, Myron, it was so great to see Coach Curry get recognized at this year's United Soccer Coaches Convention for all his great work, not just as a coach, but as an African-American coach. You know, one great thing about United Soccer Coaches, it is for everybody, right? It's giving you the platform to talk about how you're feeling about uh, African-Americans getting opportunities to coach at high levels. Yeah, like I said, as an African-American coach, um, you know, I was an African-American player. 
um, as I came up uh, through, you know, every level of play imaginable. Um, and, you know, for me as a player, um, the, the I, I was never able to – I was never coached by an African-American coach. Um, and it's something that uh, you never know what – you can get from someone that shares the com- that shares some sort of commonality with you, uh, and like you said, with the amount of African American players that play this game, um, it, I, I think it's imperative uh, as a sport uh, that the representation of the leadership uh, also is, is representative of the player, and I think there are certain things that as a player. Uh, you know, you, you, trust is a big part of playing at a high level, and the trust, especially when, as a family, you send your kids off to a to a school or whatever it may be, and a lot of trust comes into it. And then, as a player, you want to trust your leadership that you have as well. And some of that is some of that comes down to just common interest and the commonality of your culture and things like that. And as an African American coach, I've been able to see that. You know, being able to work with African American players, and I think at the highest level, the more people that we can have that come from a different perspective, have a different pathway that they've taken to get there, it can only make the game better. And I'm hoping that you know, as time goes on, and and as these all of these qualified uh, coaches, minority coaches, uh, get more opportunities, that we'll start to see the the blending of culture inside of our game at the coaching level, uh, not just at the playing level. Myron Vaughn, he just took the national course at the convention. They're going to do it again in Anaheim. He gave it a high mark. You heard Vince Gansberg knowing that they're going to prove it to even get higher marks as well in Anaheim, and Myron gave his thumbs up for it. Myron, great guest. I guess the last thing i got to ask, because it's important, and as you know, I always got to tie it back to me, Myron, because that's the name of the game, my man. Please tell me that when Nick Van Exel was at the Bearcats, you realized that he was a special player. Man, I tell you what, I'll be completely honest with you. I didn't get my years at University of Cincinnati were Kenyon Martin years, so I didn't get to see as much of Nick Van Exel. My my Nick Nick Van Exel memories were in the NBA and just through kind of highlights and memories of when I was being recruited to the University of Cincinnati. So I can't give you anything concrete, but I can tell you that everybody there at the University of Cincinnati holds Nick Van Exel in the highest regard. And if you ask anybody there that's from Cincinnati, they can give you every single stat and every single reason why Nick Van Exel is one of the best Bearcats ever. So Yeah, Kenya Martin wasn't too bad, though. That had to been pretty fun. Oh, man, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Hey, Myron Vaughn, man, great to get to know you because I feel like there's more people you know. You know that you guys probably know Martin Rennie. You know all my boys up there in in Indianapolis. That is a soccer mecca, isn't it? It is. And you think of Martin Rennie, he's really lucky. He's going to be a keynote speaker at our club's uh, fundraising event uh, this weekend. So I'll get a chance to see him, and I'll make sure I pass on a hello from you. Uh, when we see him this time this weekend. That would mean the world to me, Myron, and it meant the world to me that you would join this week's podcast. 
Thanks so much for being with us, sir. Thank you. All right. Good stuff from Myron Vaughn. And obviously, it was great to hear from him as a participant in this year's national course at the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Baltimore. I want to thank Lynn Berling Manuel for making sure we covered that and getting some input. Always great to thank Michael Knipper and Sean Chevro at United Soccer Coaches. I want to thank Vince Gansberg as well and also Ian Barker, who would have been very keen to join, but Vince covered everything we needed. So I want to thank them. And also want to thank Keith Tozer, one of the legends of indoor and now futsal, for kicking the show off. Good show. We'll be back same time, same channel. Remember, we go 52 weeks a year now. Thanks to the great folks at United Soccer Coaches and the great folks at Team Snap. For all of them, I'm Dean Linke. We'll see you next week for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast 